Welcome to today's immigration tidbit. There's not enough here, not enough information to know specifically what to tell you about your husband's case. Um, unfortunately, some people think that no matter what they do, if they get deported after 10 years, everything's hunky-dory and they can come right back. They confuse the deportation bar with the inadmissibility bar, okay? Um, let's assume that he was told that he has 10 years where the deportation bar exists and now over 10 years has occurred. In that case, yes, the deportation bar is over, meaning that if he has some legal way to come in, that he would not need to do a permission to reapply, that there is no deportation bar uh, in regards to his situation, which is all good and well. But that doesn't mean that he is admissible. That doesn't mean that all grounds of inadmissibility have disappeared. I would need to know why he was gone or deported in the first place. For example, did he commit a crime and does this crime classify him as an aggravated felon? Uh, if that's the case, then uh, he would be barred for life from coming back. Do you see the difference? He would not be subject to the deportation bar, but he would still be inadmissible and unable to come back to the U.S. So, you know, from from his point of view, it's it's great that there's no more deportation bar, but it does not, by any stretch of the imagine mean imagination, mean that he can just turn around and come back. So, first things first. You ought to get a consultation from a qualified immigration attorney as to what his chances are of coming back. Again. You know, it's nice he spent over 10 years outside and doesn't have a deportation bar, you know, assuming that he was deported under one of those grounds. Um, but that's just one piece of the puzzle. And if you go the whole way and submit all of the documents and all of the papers and they set the interview, I guarantee you, you're going to be thinking that everything's fine, that he made it past it and that if it were going to be an issue, they would have said something. And that's not the case. Uh, I mean, the reality is, you know, the officer is going to pick up the file five minutes before your husband walks in the door. Is going to look at it and is going to make a conclusion right then and there as to what grounds of inadmissibility exist. And then the officer most likely will ask your husband, what did he do to get deported? Was it a crime? What was the sentence? You know, the allegations which that by itself is problematic if, if your husband just simply answers everything. So you can determine whether or not, through the advice of an immigration attorney, whether or not he is still inadmissible and under what ground. Now, assuming that he is still inadmissible under some ground, then he would need to see if a waiver exists. So I'll give you another example. Let's say he committed fraud. And let's say that he was deported because of that. And let's say the deportation bar is over. That doesn't mean 
that the fraud is over. He still committed it. He's still inadmissible, and he still needs to do a waiver to get over it. Now, the waiver means essentially where he, I mean, basically what he's doing is he's saying to immigration, look, I know what I did was wrong. Sorry, please let me back. And here's all the hardship my spouse or whoever's going to uh, suffer if I'm not allowed back. And so, you know, after we would determine the inadmissibility of your husband and what grounds he might still be inadmissible, we need to see if a waiver is available. And if a waiver is available, it needs to be ready to be handed to the officer when he walks in the door. Otherwise, he's just going to get a document saying denied, uh, you know, and, and it will most likely say if he's eligible, say you're eligible uh, for, you know, 601 waiver, um, you know, you can resubmit it some other day. So that will just delay things considerably if he is eligible for a waiver and it's not submitted. And don't make the mistake of thinking all you have to do is say how tough it is for you living without him. Um, because normal deportation suffering is not going to really be considered per the waiver. And the waiver, in actuality, if it can be done, is more important than the whole petition itself. Because you might have a golden case, but unless the waiver is approved, he's not coming in. Okay, he's inadmissible. Waiver's not approved. He's not coming in. So, you need to make sure that's all done. So, there's a lot of stuff you might have to submit, depending on the case. And if he's permanently inadmissible, because he's an aggravated felon, waiver's not going to happen, and you may need to do criminal relief, which is try to go back to criminal court and vacate or reduce the sentence so that he's not considered an aggravated felon. So, all kinds of issues might exist uh, where your question just doesn't give me all the answers I need. Okay? Short Cast Club.